June 2024, you are listening to Living Proof, the cultural archive of real lives happening. Issue six of Living Proof magazine features graffiti writers Katsu and Camel, skateboarders Sean Powers and Tino Razo, rappers YL and Starker, and artists Nicole McLaughlin, Nate Lohman, Fei Weiwei, Tom Hardwick Allen, Ned Vina, and Tao Lin. Available now on our Patreon and online shop. Live Improve Magazine, Katsu Issue, June 2024. Yo, peace, everybody. Real quick uh, update on what's been going on, on down on our end. You know, a lot of you had found out that uh, the bank was trying to repo Charlie's RV, and we found out about that as well. And that's his home and someone who's, you know, done a lot for us. So we were able to stop that from happening and uh, paying off his debts by donating him all the money that we made uh, in June from our Patreon. So... It's really amazing for us to be able to use this platform for stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people in our scene don't really get help like that. So it's we don't take it lightly and we really appreciate the the ability to do that. And it wouldn't have been possible without everybody who signed up. Um, now, the month that's coming up, we're going to be doing something for uh, Hurt One BF Crew. I'm sure a lot of you have heard of him and his situation, seeing as it happened a while ago. And it's still currently going down. Uh, his home was raided in 2008. He was sentenced to jail in 2010 and been on parole since, which is, makes it 11 years. And the reason he's still on parole is because he owes $60,000 in restitution. Uh, but he's been, you know, slowly paying that off. Um, and we're going to be donating all of the money we make to him uh, at the end of July. So some of the stuff that happened to him through getting caught up writing graffiti was... Uh, he couldn't own any art-making material legally, so they stopped him from owning chalk, markers, pencils, paint, uh, canvases. And this is someone who's in, you know, he does art, um, even just outside of graph. So that's, uh, you know, and then he couldn't own a cell phone, couldn't drive a car, couldn't leave the county, uh, couldn't be anywhere not contactable by landline phone, uh, still can't leave the county. So he's, he's getting closer to paying off the restitution and finding, finally ending this 11 years of parole. So our plan is to finish that off. Um, just like we were able to save Charlie's home successfully, our plan is to stop this uh, parole thing from going down and just finish it off. And then that's a thing of the past. You know what I mean? So uh, that's what we're going to be doing with all of the money we make in July for everybody who signs up for the Patreon. What you'll get in return is uh, access to Sake, uh, Sean Crawford, less and lot 29 episodes they're all up right now and um as well we're going to be sending everyone a print that we made on high quality photo paper of uh hertz day in court and it's uh him with uh two officers by his side and it has his hand style under it so trying to make it worth it to sign up and help this guy out and uh, help us help this guy out so I can't once again thank you enough for everyone who's been supporting since the start and everyone who's uh, signed up for anything we've done or even listened to an episode. Uh, hopefully we can keep this going and just continue, uh, you know, helping out people who we think deserve the help. So the link to the Patreon is in our Instagram bio and it's also on our website. Yeah, thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Peace. <laughs> Boom, dude. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Uh, I seriously really appreciate this. And uh, yeah, so I was doing a little bit of lurking on your Instagram. 
and I saw a post that you posted in 2016 talking about like your experience with uh, Lyme disease and how it like was like your health at that year was at an all time low and being diagnosed had you in like office after office after office trying to find out like some sort of treatment, but there was really like no answer. So w- what happened with that? Yeah. Um, I was feeling super tired and my arm was itching one day and I was riding into work and I was like, I need to just go get a physical and see what's up. Like this just doesn't feel right. So, um, I go in and the doctor was about to walk out the door and he was like, you ever been tested for Lyme? And I was like, no. And like literally had almost had the door closed, kind of open, closed it type of thing. And he's like, we'll test you. So he tests me. It comes back positive. I'm like, what the fuck? I never had a bite. Nothing. You never so, rash? No, no rash, nothing. So um, he comes back. He's like, you got to come back one more time, get blood work. It comes back positive again. So they do it. Th- they do three times. If two is positive, then you have it. So what they do is they run you on doxycycline for like two weeks, which is like the same thing if you get an STD or whatever, and it kills everything in you from head to toe. So I go on that, and I'm on it, and I'm just like starting to get sick from doxycycline. So... I go back, and I'm like, yo, I'm not fucking feeling good, like, at all. And so they, there's, like, all this stuff, and, like, I start looking into it, and it's, like, all this post-Lyme stuff, and then 35% of people don't have a bite, and it's just a world of stuff I'm now looking into, and, like, I'm feeling like shit. Mm-hmm. And I go back to him, and a lot of Western medicine doctors don't know shit about this. So they're like, yeah, we don't know what to tell you. You just go, you got to go to a specialist. Specialists don't take insurance, and there's only one in New York. And her protocol is like three times, and you'll get better. And the first visit's $1,000, second is eight, and the third is six. And by the third, you're supposed to, you're supposed to start feeling better. So the, you get there, and the protocol You better hope you feel better. You just paid fucking <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's like you get there, and she does the same lab work, lab work a regular doctor does. And then kind of looks at everything a little bit deeper. And I'm, like, pretty much feeling good, right? So, according to my blood work, everything's normal. Vitamin D is a little bit low, whatever. But it's, like, change your diet. Okay. Well, that's, like, telling a smoker to quit, like, right off rip. So, it's, like, yeah, you know, no sugar. Just bland as a rice. Very bland. Just water, rice, that's it. And I'm, like, all right, well, I can't do that. So... I changed it a little bit over six months to a year, start to feel better, but I would have like rings of numbness in my hand, my foot, burning, burning here, and would come and go, and uh, eventually it was like, it boiled down to like, I was having so much anxiety from all the problems from Lyme that it was like, now it's like an anxiety thing, and there's theory in like the psychological world where if a Lyme patient isn't treated properly, they will end up actually going and they will go insane so that you'll find a lot of Lyme patients in a psychiatrist's office or yeah. And they'll be like, what's wrong with me? I don't know what's fucking wrong with me. Like I'm going crazy. And yeah, that's like, that's pretty much where that went. I thought I was actually going fucking crazy. Then I went to a psychiatrist and I was like, I don't even know what you're fucking saying. So it was like, I'm fine. Like mentally, it's just like, I just don't feel fucking good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, I don't want any meds or anything or anything like that. So basically, it was just like getting on a lot of supplements, vitamin D, ramping up everything, changing the diet. It took about 
two good years of change and then yeah but a lot of i'd imagine a lot of people have it and don't know it especially a lot of writers especially a lot of writers around woods and shit like that are always like i'm fucking tired you ever been checked for lime no well you've been hit by ticks yeah fucking i find them on my clothes all the time and it's like you should go get checked because later down the road you're not gonna be feeling too fucking great because i don't i don't know how long i had it so it gets progressively worse it gets like Tommy Hilfiger's daughter had it. She wrote an entire book about it. She fucking almost died. Her whole life was fucked. Like, uh, my friend Dom, he, he had Lyme, and now he can't, like, remember where he even parked his car. Um, shit like that. Um, all kinds of weird stuff. People walking in the airport, having fucking heart failure. Like, when they don't know they have it, it just starts eating away at weird, different things in your body. And, yeah, eventually it just caught up and um, took care of it and... So there's only one specialist in all of New York? And the other ones are all on Long Island. So Lyme, there's a lot of ticks on Long Island. Yeah. Like if you've never been to Montauk or any of that shit, Hamptons, when you go like by the beach, it's like, this area is infested with ticks. Don't go. Never fucking go. <laughs> like, don't even go like by that at all, you know? Uh, Connecticut's huge. There's a ton of them there because uh, Lyme was found in Lyme, Connecticut. So mm. it's just, like, there's a ton of doctors out there, but... They rape you, you know, it's, like, all these protocols, especially in New York. And, like, honestly, like, all the research and all the facts are there at this point with that. Like, everything that lady told me by the end, which I ended up going to her six times and then, like, didn't even pay her for the last three visits. uh, It's just all just – it's all there. You just – no, it's literally all there. It's It's all – yeah, it's all – like, she wasn't wasn't saying anything groundbreaking, right? Like, it's – but we talked about we talked about this with like with Seb and he talking about how like you can find knowledge in your own way. You can really reach with like the internet now and libraries and all these resources. You can straight up find pretty much everything you want. I'm not obviously doctors are not obsolete, but like for a lot of the stuff that people will rush to a to a hospital for and end up straight up getting taxed. Mm-hmm. You could seriously find out what to do and uh, not like necessarily ride it out. Just like see what happens. But like there's, you don't have to rush to the hospital for everything. Like you can see what happens. You can inform yourself. Like all right, I'm most likely like I can see photos that look exactly like what I have, and it's like a serious description on either WebMD or even Reddit communities of people who are feeling this way. And I can like potentially avoid a ginormous taxing or like uh, find out that a certain like supplements would make me feel better and potentially get rid of it altogether or get rid of like most of the symptoms, which is what they're going to tell me. Um, it took them like years of study to do. I could find out without knowing all the reasoning, like, oh, I just literally have to take more like vitamin D or some shit like that. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. So are you good now though? Yeah, yeah, for for the most part, yeah. I mean there was like there was like definitely some like discouraging moments. Like I had good insurance at like an agency job I had and um there was like a moment where I was in the elevator going to work and someone was like, What the what's wrong, dude? You look you look like you're pissed, and I'm like, yo, I'm I'm going around the fucking ringer trying to find out what's wrong with me, and like the nurse downstairs thinks this, someone thinks that, someone thinks that, my mom thinks there's nothing wrong, like, you know, no one thinks like everyone has an opinion on it, and I'm like, I just know that I didn't once feel like this, and all of a sudden I feel like this, and basically what I think it came down to is that uh, I took too much doxycycline, and now I can't even take it anymore. I tried to take it recently for something, and I was like immediately throwing up. And um, I had to 
go to something lower and yeah i mean so doxycycline is that just like a general medicine that you yeah, think like, kills everything you, you go to the doctor and you're like i got uh i got chlamydia small bacteria it'll just kill all the bad bacteria so like lime is a bad bacteria lime feeds off all kinds of bacteria i mean a, a, a tick the one the, the bad tick the small small it has ten thousand bad bacteria in it so you have to like kind of <laughs> And it feeds off it feeds off all the shit we like sugar like every, all the good stuff that we like you know all the stuff I like so uh, yeah it was hard it was hard to change like just salads and shit like that so no, I was pretty bugged out thinking like how truly sensitive the human anatomy is because like you could really be taking care of yourself like physically and everything and uh like one one fucking date camping it's like yep. change your whole life lose your eyesight Hell yeah fucking. i mean your memory yo and the yeah. thing is we get so comfortable like i just recently went on a road trip and i was like camping in the woods alone and like and it's funny because i did see those signs but for some reason i'm just like i don't know like whatever and i yeah. just you know things happen and you, you don't check yourself yep. or nothing and like i'm fine but like who knows who knows man? what could have happened like or this really dude was walking around barefoot one time like near the beach and uh, stepped on like some oh, yeah. rowdy insect. Puerto Rico. And, and uh, like, <laughs> like foot got like numb. And I'm like, like in two hours, I truly don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I, you better Google this yeah, shit. But, yeah, like, yeah, Even if you do Google it, like, are you gonna like what you read? You're gonna immediately be like, oh well, I'm fucked in four hours. I have four hours. Nah, yeah. I don't fuck with anything outdoor anymore. <laughs> without wool socks, boots. Pants, long sleeves, and like mad bug spray, like yeah. nothing. Like I'm not anywhere without that shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially anywhere near the woods. I don't fuck with the woods. Like fuck that shit. Yeah, you talked about too how like uh, in that in that same year, like you watched a lot of things change, most things for the worse. Uh, you know, just reading reading like a lot of your captions and like I, I know like some of the bands that you like yeah. and like the style of hardcore that you like because yep. there's obviously different. There's like have heart. Uh, you know, like youth of today is very different from like, from like fucking one life crew. Right. Right. You know, so like, uh, what do you think? Like, are you like more, more so like a negative person or are you like more pessimistic by nature? Do you, do you think that like, what do you think of like the state of humanity or society or like the state of even graffiti? God, fucking huge question. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, fuck man. Uh, no, I think I think there's a lot of humor and like hardcore lyrics as well. Like just like the way everything's written and it's like rap. Like how many times can you sell drugs in a trap house? But like there's millions of records and ways to say that. And hardcore also has the same thing where it's like how much can I hate life and then like say it over and over again. And I think there's humor and like all that. But it's like thank God for graffiti and thank God for things like the stuff that we like to do because like it really it really helps get through everything that like, you know, life like sometimes it's really fucking boring and then other times it's really exciting and then other times it's just fucking really depressing. And there's like these patterns and everything and it's like, fuck, like, you know, I listen to a bunch of the, you know, the podcasts you guys have done and you guys, this subject comes up a lot and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are very like optimistic or they're like, or they're against the world or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't agree with anything. Right. Like I just, I just want to go paint. I want to go ride, hopefully get some money and just, just try to just even balance of just, you know, cause no matter what you do, like 
yeah, well, I'm fucking just going to drink this water bottle all the time, but yet this water bottle was probably made in China with, like, fucking slave labor. So it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So mm-hmm. why am I going to worry about it all the time? But, no, nah, there's definitely something funny about, like, all the hardcore lyrics. It's it's a very, like, stripped-down poetry, and I really love that. It's very, like, it's very smart in some ways, and it's just to the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, you know, is is the other part of it the state of graffiti with that or yeah, is that yeah. a whole other I just, question I, I get like a sense from you like you know I don't, it's not like this is like the first time we've met but I get like this sense of that like uh, like a lot of the times like it seems like you view things and it's like a in a sense of like it was like the thing that you're viewing has been stripped of its purity or like the thing yeah. you're viewing has like been straight up ruined by a bunch of corniness yeah uh and i just wanted to hear what you what you thought about that i think about this every single day like uh especially like especially the area where like that we're doing like trains and stuff and that like graffiti is obviously the new skateboarding and it's popular and Dude, everybody writes graphic every, everyone writes graffiti and like a part of me is like, oh, you know, like, I wish that, like, it was the old days where it's like, you're just going to fucking get, kick someone's ass every time you see them or rob them and take. But then it's like, I didn't grow up like that. So what gives me the fucking right to act like that? Mm-hmm. But then when I see, like, some like, new Jack, like, in the yard, I'm like, yo, I just want to fucking, I want to strangle that dude and then take mm-hmm. his paint. And then, just, then but, but then, like, the whole other part's like. Nah, like, what What does it even matter? I don't own this this rock, this rail, this building, this train, this gate. Like, I don't own any of this shit, so what the fuck do I care what he does? As long as he just doesn't go over me, that's, a, that's whatever. But yeah. even then, sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm still got to break this down. You can't do that. Nah. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's really a big, like, uh, used to be very strict on every single thing. Then I realized it was killing me. And then you know you just kind of let things go a little bit. What do you mean by what do you mean by strict on every single thing? Very very opinionated and very like this way or the highway. You're not doing it this you're not doing it this way. Then I don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And like there's something I do like about people like that. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't find them a lot anymore, but you do find them kind of in New York a little bit and somewhere around the you know I've met a lot of people like that, but. I, I do like that there's people who are territorial, then they're assholes about this, or they won't fuck with any of this group of people. They only fuck with themselves. But then there's another whole other part of me. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, it's, it's weird. Fucking, should you be like that? I don't know. Fucking, because it kind of doesn't really get you a lot of places, and then people think you're a dick and this and that. I think long term, it can make you a lot of enemies. Yeah. Which can lead to a lot of insane shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you make enemies with the wrong, you know, the wrong, if you're just making enemies with everyone, you're going to make enemies with a group of people that yep. you wish weren't your enemies, and then, like, that leads to a whole life that becomes, like, a cool story later, but in the present moment, it's like, fuck my life. Like, yeah. I have these, like, serious enemies. Yeah, I mean, I've burned a lot of bridges that I wish I didn't, and it was because of just, like, stupid little things like that. Um, just literally the dumbest stuff ever um, that just gets between people. Mm. And you're like, why are we... At this point, I'm like, why do we even argue about that? Then you look back at it again, you're like, well, that wasn't loyalty, or that wasn't respect, or whatever. And then you're like, well, real friends should just, you know, shake hands, or even fight, and yeah. then just get it over with and keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, I don't know. How did you get into, like, hardcore? How did I get into hardcore? Um, Well, 
the high school I went to was like a suburban high school. We had a graduating class of 650, which mm. was huge uh, for where we were from. And a lot of those dudes were straight edge, like a lot of the kids who skated. It was probably like 35 of them maybe. And like that was unlike a regular high school where there's like a popular, they were the popular ones. Like they were like the cool dudes. And like they always had like carry on, floor punch, count me out, in my eyes. Mm. All of them had all the shirts on. I'd look that shit up any way I could. And then like they all ended up becoming my friends. And then a kid whose brother was in the band My Luck which was where we're from. He had a Bridge Nine sampler, and he gave it to me, and it was a it was a fighting music Bridge Nine sampler, and I would listen to it on the bus every single day, and then that was just that. And the first thing I went to was like a Warp tour in '07 mm. or some shit like that to see like No Effects and Anti Flag and shit mm. like that. But yeah, so from there on out, I just that, yeah, that was it. But there was never a moment where like it wasn't. Uh, was not going to be straight edge. So Yeah, like, wh- how did the whole straight edge thing come about? Because I know you're super into Those it. guys were all straight edge, and, like, they were always having fun without, like, drinking or smoking, and it never really got brought up until, like, the older kids moved on, and then I was kind of stuck with the the group that I had, and, like, none of them really fucked with hardcore or even being straight edge, and as soon as we got older, everyone was, like, more concerned about partying rather than skating or partying and picking up girls rather than pulling pranks or whatever you know and like i was like we can still have fun you just don't i don't see the point of all sitting in a basement like getting fucked up trying to hit on like two girls when Mm -hmm. there's like 10 dudes or like traveling around party to party for like just to stand there like i never i never clicked like it's not why i'm friends with you guys and i'm friends with you guys because you skate or ride or you do whatever, or, or just funny, but, like, not in this way. Yeah, yeah. was there, like, a, like just any type of militant militant straight edge uh, in that place that where you were at and, like, the people who were around? No, nah, they were just, like, they were just, like, good dudes. Like, some of those dudes went on to be, like, comedians and, like, fucking, they were just funny. Mm. Like, you know, it was, like, some more, like, CKY shit, just, yeah. but, like, not on drugs. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, they would okay. just like, always be doing crazy shit, and they, they just weren't fucked up. Like, in my experience, like, uh, just growing up, uh, like, skateboarding and stuff, and obviously, like, skateboarders, a lot of them just get into uh, smoking at a super early age, drinking at a super early age. You watch, like, the Baker videos, and you're like, this is what, this is it. Like, yep. you know, I don't care if I'm 14. Like, I'm, I'm like, I look like this kid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I look like this kid on the screen, so I'm just going to uh, do this and do that. And, like, a lot of my friends started uh, going to bars at, at 15. They all got, like, fake IDs, and they all started going to... And, like, uh, I didn't because, like, uh, you know, I was, like, going to hardcore shows and, like, straight edge and all that. And, like, uh, one thing that I found was that uh, no one, like, a lot of times uh, people will be, like, because I've never been, like, high or drunk. People will be, like, yo, how did you grow up around, like, a mad, like, skate rats and they didn't clown your ass, like, blah, blah, blah. And I felt, like, like when I look back on it now, I feel, like, because, like, uh like the the hardcore kids like the straight kids had like that aura of like 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 that like badassery aura it wasn't like oh you don't do this because you're soft and you don't you don't do this because like you're afraid you do this because of like some other shit and Mm -hmm. like uh now like looking back on it probably like stopped me from like being peer pressured because no one even like really tried yeah because they'd be like oh because like these people who you're chilling with like they just don't do that and like in like a cool like more like 
a socially acceptable way, which is like so funny because it's like um, from like one angle of straight edge, like and like the history of it, it's like could be it's not supposed to necessarily be socially acceptable. It's supposed to be like, fuck you, I have better things to do and fuck all of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then it like gets flipped around somehow and these people are like, oh, that's actually cool that you do that and like they accept you for it. So I was wondering if like uh, you never got like, cause you know, I I know like uh, like you like riding and all that shit and like, you know, if you ever uh, had something similar happen to you. Where it was like kind of peer pressure. But they like wouldn't cause they like, like you're it's not that you're like no i don't want to smoke it's more like yo i'm like straight edge yeah you know what i mean i mean well first of all i hate when people say I re- they respect it okay and they like drink and smoke like if you're at a bar and like oh i respect that you do you could do the same thing <laughs> yeah i just i just don't do it that's what you guys do i just don't do that and another thing i forgot about is that all the older kids in my neighborhood pre-high school they all had like pink mohawks and they all skated and they all had like huge dead kennedy logo shirts and like at the time it wasn't like it is now where like you saw like someone skating and everyone was like i know what that is and that was like those were the freaks Mm. so it's like my mom was always like you can hang out up there with them but if you fucking smoke or drink because she knew they did that she's not stupid then you're never fucking hanging out with them again and i was like all right I'll never fucking do it. I just never did it. Just because, like, I wanted to hang out with those guys. And they would always clown. They'd be like, oh, you should do this shit. But I just never fucking did it. Just never tried it. Never tasted it. Nothing. Because it was just always something else everyone else did. Mm. And then it just it just made sense to just move forward that way, especially through college and all that shit. But then when I got here to New York, that was the worst I've ever been, ever been peer pressured. I've like literally like to the to a T like you know like they play like here's peer, what peer pressure is in high school that was like a t- literally that like you need to drink bro like come on like it's like need it's to a have huge a- party scene yeah 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 so, but now all those dudes are junkies and fucking doing nothing and shit so it's like what was it worth it doing that plus graph is not a good combo you see all the like the legends and what comes of them and it and it sucks to see like. It sucks to see these people who you grew up idolizing and you grew up, like, uh, straight up glorifying and you see what happens to them and, like, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, like, graph one thing, but it's, like, at the end of the day, like, some of these people who have been around and have been getting ups for years and now are just, like, straight up a fraction of what they once were yep. only because of the drugs could have just been, had the same legacy, legend, influence a bunch of people and not have done that. That's why, like, uh, I have a lot of respect for, like, Jess, like, Claw, who, like, they come out on the other end, do the exact same thing, but then they, like, morph it. Obviously, you can't be street bombing up until you're, like, like 55, like, yep. 60 years old. Like, you're going to end up, like, you're going to end up destroyed because usually that comes with, like, a bunch of other stuff. So I think it's cool when I see writers who, you know, are not not only, like, they're just fully abstinent from that shit yeah. because uh, you're really saving yourself. Like, it's just like how, like, you go into the wrong woods and that one tick can change your whole life <laughs> and you would have no idea that like oh if i just didn't walk into this if i walk into this wood right now like the next three years of my life might be seriously different so then imagine like if it's like you know that like the the drugs and alcohol will lead to this that's like another wood that yep. like we don't know how your life would have been so different you know what i mean yep. uh or even just the legends who we speak on matter their problems come from you know, we've, we've had a lot of them on here, and, like, none of them say anything good about getting twisted. Yeah. 
And even if that was, like, their image back then, like, they're all, like, don't fucking do it. And don't, like, watch who your friends are. And don't, you know, all this stuff that's, like, cool to condone. It's, like, yeah, I'm going to be the graph writer and I'm going to stab someone in the face so that everyone talks about it. But the people who stab people, 99% of them now are, like, yeah, don't stab anyone unless, like, (laughs) you seriously really have to. Because you're going to ruin your life for a legacy. You'll be dead. Yeah. It's, like, what, what can the legacy do? Like, Charlie was saying, like... I'm going to ruin my life for a legacy that exists when I, like, no longer am here. Yeah, yeah. And no one gives you your roses while, your flowers while you're alive. Like, no one does that shit. No. But it's like, yeah, I think, again, uh, like, Zexer's tags and throws, he's like, the first thing he says is, like, graffiti is filled with fuckery. Mm. And, like, since day one, it has been. And I never understood that because no one makes graffiti harder than graffiti writers themselves. Like, literally no one does. Like... If it's not, you're not good at it, you didn't rack this, you didn't fucking fight this, you didn't say this, you didn't, if you didn't do any of this, you don't smoke, you don't drink, there's all these things against you besides the actual fact of doing it, which is a whole other thing, which is hard in itself to consistently do year and year after, late night after late night. And it's like, yeah, I had, I've had so much backlash from being a writer not drinking, smoking, or whatever. That's a whole other crowd that does that. And I'm not a part of it. And even when I got into graffiti, they never liked that I didn't sit around and black book while they ate perks. It's like, why can't you just guys eat a perk and then we can go paint? Like, I didn't come here to watch you guys sit in a room, do drugs, and then talk about, and then we never leave. Like, why can't, why can't you just get fucked up and go paint? Like, I, I don't understand that. But people really do look down on you sometimes for that shit. Mm-hmm. But you just move on to someone else who understands it. And I've, I've found partner after partner after partner that paints who's completely, even though they weren't straight edge, even though they drank, when it came to like doing graffiti, they respected that I was sober because we can get the job done at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And we can go home and like it's not going to be this like, well, where's the spot? Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's just go get, do something. I'm like, mm-hmm. No, it's like that, I want to go paint. That's what I want to do. But I don't have time for the other shit. Like. If everyone else does, then that's that's cool. Like do do whatever they want to do, but I just want to paint. I don't even own a black book. I don't even like sitting around doing any. I don't like sitting around at all. I don't like Latin naps. I don't like any of that shit. So it's like let's just go go go. So that's it. Like mm-hmm. full force always. So yeah. How, how did you get into it? Like graffiti, graffiti and painting. Was it before hardcore or? Uh, no, it, it hardcore hardcore came first. But like BMX came first. And then, like, with that came all the music shit, and then, then graffiti came later on. I actually hated graffiti uh, when my friend showed it to me. I thought it was just, like, a bunch of dudes with, like, white dreadlocks playing hacky sack, smoking weed and shit, and, like, painting, like, thornbush-style, like, letters <laughs> and shit. I was, like, you know, like, when, like, that's what you see, like, on commercial TV when you're younger. Like, on, they, like, have a scene at Baywatch, and it's, like, piers on the the beach and it's like a little b-roll shot and it's like dude just like spraying the wall on venice beach and it's like that shit looks stupid like i don't want to fucking do that but my homie back in ohio he was all he's like a he's like a nerd like about everything and like the best way possible when it comes to sports shoes clothes bikes everything he knows everything about everything before instagram the internet all that stuff this dude was getting like shoes imported overseas like he was he, he was real into streetwear all this that he started drawing graffiti a little bit, and then my my homie that's uh, lives out here now, where we're from, he started doing it, and he started doing freights first. And he's like, "Yo, you gotta check this shit out." And I was like, "I don't, I don't fucking know. Like, it seems fucking stupid." And then one day, 
he's like, come with me and these two kids. We're just going to go to the train yard. And I went there, and it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm just, like, watching them paint. I'm like, they kind of suck. And then, like, there's these other dudes down the way, and they were there was, like, like a Mexican dude, uh, like a chick with, like, a Louis Vuitton bandana on, a dude with a mohawk, and then, like, some other random dude. I'm like, fuck. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to sit right here and watch you guys. I sat on the rail and watched, and I'm, like, just thinking. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I, rec- I recognize, like, besides my friends, I, like, recognize this, like, cast of people through all the other things I've seen, like, whatever, like, hardcore and BMX and skating. I recognize, like, this group. I was like, I think I'm going to do this. And then once someone told me how it works, like, especially with freights, it was it clicked immediately with the OCD and, like, the autism where it's like, okay, the more I do, the more it makes sense. So, like, I'm just going to keep doing that. And I always, like, recognized it off of a main highway in Ohio, too, which I learned later on. But these this, these dudes would do whole cars, and if they, they did them, like, all in a line – and then the way they would pull them into the main yard, you would see them off the main highway, and it was just big block letters. It'd be like Droids, Sims, like Riddle, Pro. Sims, oh my God, yeah. I'm so happy that you just yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah. So like they would be facing the main highway, and I would always recognize that because it was just block letters or like tilt block letters or, you know, like whatever. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like I can read that. It's big or it's tilted. It's a nice 3D on it, and it's, you can just see it mad far away. And I was like, that's why I paint the way I paint. Just because, like, when I saw that first, and I was like, that's what I'm going to do on freights. And then, like, that's what I've just continued to do. It's never changed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, uh, well, first of all, I just want to give a shout-out to Sims because that dude is yeah. so good. It's the underground legend kind straight of. Straight up. Yeah. Like, straight up, like, king. I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care, like, if no one's ever heard of him, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's one. And then two, it's like, I want to give, like, you props, man. Um I've been seeing your graph for as long as I've been aware of graffiti at all. And uh, you have, like a, honestly, like a lot of talent. It's not that for you sure. can just do, like, a bubble letter fill. You know, it's like, it's not that it's easy to come up with a fill, but it's easier to come up with just one fill where you only have to paint that one style forever. And you consider, like, you're accepted by, by the scene, by the community, as someone who is, like, pretty proficient. As long as you have that one fill, you can do it over and over. But, like... You can do like, you know, like you do bevels, you do whole cars. When you piece, you can do characters. You could do the background, and you have like a the artistic ability to like not just do like a piece, but like all right, we'll do the piece. The background color will connect the whole shit, like you know, like the freak yeah. style end to end, and it'll there'll be like a common theme. It'll be like the Home Depot theme, or like that chip dude with the hat, you know, or like yeah. the potato <laughs> sticks. Like yeah. I saw that you like do that a number of times, or a Beavis and Butthead yeah. theme. And um, you have like a very creative approach. It's not just like a. It seems like you could you could hang on like many angles, whether it be like whole cars uh, or piecing or like straight up uh, street bombing. Like on yeah. on Jackson Heights, you have this one truck. Uh, you have both sides. Yeah. And um, I've always wondered. Like I doubt you know. I doubt you know what I'm talking about. But like I always wonder. Like oh, where do you do this? And. Uh, yeah, I just, like, see you on trucks, and I've been just seeing your stuff for a long time. I walked past to fill in uh, across the street from Labor the other day, like, nice. on the, on, you know oh, what I'm talking about, yeah, like, yeah, on the yeah. bottom gate. Um, yeah, man, and you've just, been, you've just been doing your thing for, like, a, it seems like to me, a long time, and you've always had a skill for a long time. Like, uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, throughout just me observing, uh, 
they start and it's cool to watch them get progressively better but it always seems like you and like the people who you write with which is like another huge factor in graffiti have always had a, a pretty high level of skill yeah um and you've shifted the people that you've written with over the years like i, I could see that you had like partners that you'd write with heavy and then not so much now you have like a whole another and they're always they're always really really on point you know what i mean so yeah yeah appreciate that yeah um no, I don't, I've never, I don't even have a black book, like I said. I've never drawn, like, I don't do any of that shit. The trains of the black book, honestly. Like, you'll see, like, the progression of, like, the fill, like, so bad. And then, like, just, like, over time, it's, like, getting better. There's just a lot of bad shit out there. But, yeah, I mean, and as far as the people goes, yeah, I mean, our, our house in Brooklyn used to be, like, a graffiti hostel at one point. And that's, like, kind of why I started shooting photos is because... There was so many people coming through and staying with us, whether it was, like, people I knew or someone else knew. Um, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to start documenting that. Um, it wasn't, like, to get fame or, like, hashtag 35 millimeter or anything like that. It was just, like, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even own the camera, honestly. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I used to work for a serve, and I was sitting there one day, like, cashing out, and... Uh, the dude had, like, boxes and boxes of photos, and he had never done anything with them. And they were all good photos. And I was like, what did you shoot these with? And he showed me the Yashica T4. And I was like, cool. I was like, that's easy to use. And he was like, yeah. He's like, that's what I shot all these with. I was like, the lens is nice. It's like nice and sharp. And he was like, yeah. I was like, it shoots low light too, like no flash. He's like, yep. And I'm like, you're not going to do anything with these photos? No. I'll just probably, they'll just probably be here. I'll, I'll do something with them someday. That's what everyone says. Yeah. And I was like, well, can I borrow the camera? And he was like, yeah, you can borrow it. So I started, I just borrowed it and got film and I was like, I'm just going to make something because I, I, I'm not going to be the person who just has like all these photos and then you never see them. And then another thing is I didn't like, I didn't like how people would always just like kind of shoot behind someone, a flash photo. And it's like, just like, all right, it's just this guy doing a fill cropped or whatever. I was like, I want you, I want to see the area. Like I want to see the whole scenario that they're in. And I, a lot of people didn't really do that, kind of, I guess, with, like, action photos. So I was like, that's something I want to do. It didn't really matter who it was. I just I just want to show, like, what they're doing and where mm-hmm. they're doing it at. So uh, yeah, that's how that all started. No, yeah, I mean, your, your photos are dope, man. I was, uh, you know, I've been lurking, and I saw some of the people that you shot brings me back to a time when, like, at least for me, when I, when I was, like, first getting into graph and, like, observing it, all of it was so, like, pure and i'm like damn where do these people go man like i saw a uh, womp no teeth uh too much spain uh beats oh uh, yeah dude. yeah yeah and i yeah, remember yeah. like i have a Flickr account where i posted all of these yeah like it's, yeah, they're still yeah. there and uh beats with his s yeah with the with the negative space in the bottom yeah. part of the s and like i've talked to people who are like current writers about him and nobody knows who no one knows and I'm like, yo, when he came, he was up. Like, he actually smashed, he smashed it. And I'm like, damn, I'm so pissed that, like, when I hashtag it, I just hashtag beats. Obviously, like, it's going to be millions of posts. And I can't find nothing. Yeah. I think I've typed in beats graffiti in the past. And, like, it's hard for me to find anything. And I saw the, like, a chrome fill that you flicked. And I'm like, this is dope that this is here. Or a uh, no teeth coming yep. through. Too much Spain. Womp. I always loved Womp yep. stuff and how, like how straight up like rudimentary it was and like how like it's like bad but good you know what i mean like <laughs> that was the start it, of it yeah dude I, th- I always love and then like he had uh in the lower i think it's, it has to be gone now 
the the extinguisher going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was Sick. just like, yo, when this dude hits, he doesn't care about anything. He just does it gigantic and rudimentary and yep. like stock tip, stock tip fill, stock tip outline. And just then doing, just doing graffiti, like so Jim, good, Jim Joe Womp shit. You know, like that's, that was the partnership. Yeah, no, nah, I don't, I don't know where Womp's at. Uh, I don't know where No T's at at all. Um, so they what? They just came through the hostel, the, the, the graffiti hostel. <laughs> they in? stayed with us. I forget. I forget how I I used to work. Um, uh, me and me and Womp used to do stuff together. Um, those were all the North Carolina boys. A lot of those guys are still around. Like Rhoda and all them mm -hmm. dudes are still around. Yeah, uh, they just don't do graffiti. Is mm -hmm. like how they did it when they moved here. I mean. Graffiti's hard in New York. Yeah. I mean, it seems easy now, but it won't, it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy, so fucking... I remember Beat told me... We did we did a little run together, and I remember he, one night, it was a bad night, got pressed by some dudes, and uh, he was like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, this, it's not fun anymore. He's like, I did the fill thing with you. Like, he was always doing tags or doing, like, creative stuff. Yeah. And then, like, we did, we did the fill-in run, and... You know, you got to be a little bit more on point. You got to have the lookouts and all that shit. And he was like, this isn't fun anymore. And then he gets pressed by these dudes. And he's like, yeah, I'm happy that we did what we did. That's what he said. But I'm just going to do it my own thing. I guess he does art now. I don't know. I don't know what he does. I just, yeah. But I think everyone's still around. I don't know. Obviously, too much. I consider too much one of the most consistent writers. He's been consistent for so long. Spain, still around, super consistent. Um forget who else was in there yeah uh, these are people who have very distinct styles so they stand yeah. out immediately they was either they came through or someone knew someone and they were like you should stay with him you should stay with yeah and um they would uh they would come through and they'd stay for like a week or two and we, yeah we'd just shoot photos and go on little trips and yeah i mean that's about it and um I think the best person I shot with was obviously Zexer because mm. at the time, some of these things I actually did reach out, probably how like you guys do and reach out to people. But I, I th when I'd seen Zexer stuff, I could tell that like he, he someday he was going to be someone like he was going to be a prolific writer from New York. Like the right the writing, the way he does everything looks like New York. It's very, you know, he's a, He's a New York person himself, but the the graffiti looks very. I consider like Seal and Panic like that type of yeah. writers too, where it's like if you took a photo of their stuff on like a cloudy day on like a you know like a fire escape right now, mm -hmm. that could be from the '80s or '90s. Like it wouldn't, you know, that's just the way the style is, and I think that's fucking sick because mm -hmm. this is the place for it. Like that's how it should look, but Zexer was also like that to me, and a friend had reached out to him and I was like yeah I want to I want to shoot with him because I just wanted to have photos like you know and um, we meet we meet up one day and he's like in sh like swim trunks that were like neon green and like a huge polo and uh, we had never met before and we got, he got off the train he's like yo I don't know if you know anything about me but I don't give a fuck and I was like sick <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we like, he didn't I didn't have a car at the time he didn't drive so we walked up the street, and it was right at Broadway and Marcy. So I'm just going to do this gate. I'm like, you want me to look out? No, nah, just shoot the photos. No lookouts, nothing. Just keep going down Broadway. He knows everything about every store, every roof, every tat. He knows everything about everything on that on Broadway. 
his, any open gate he painted, he knew which way the cops were going to come, which way they were going to turn, what, all that shit. And yeah, it just and then we kept in touch and we made another one. And the other one, the other little zine and slash book I did, um, he had a little section in, but I made a couple videos to go with it. And set the second time we meet up for that was actually like another funny instance because he was like, I was like, yo, we should do this, but I'm gonna make a video to like accompany the photos. No problem, he says. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, he's like, meet me at Flushing and like fucking. Wilson or some shit and there's a bunch of murals there was a bunch of murals over there and I pull up and he's already ragging all the murals daytime and that's the first time I've seen like someone bombing day and he was just standing there kind of like making his hands warm and then he I could see him from like mad far away like and he was just still ragging all the murals and like I, I, I put it in like like park with lights on everything i got out of the camera and i was like still filming him just like do it because he was almost done i'm like why didn't you let me film the whole thing so yeah. <laughs> uh and then like the, we walked the rest of the day and that was actually the first time i'd ever bombed daytime was with him on johnson and like morgan and like the way he's just got a way about him that he like he really knows the streets and it was really sick to like meet that dude and um he was like he's like everything you do in the streets you hear you don't see and uh, I always, I've always like, if you if you meet someone and there's like one thing you can take away from them, that was one thing I took away from him because it was like the hearing, like you can always hear like what how things sound, like how people drive, what speed they're going, like all that shit. And uh, that that day, like I realized I was, we were like doing these fills on the daytime, I'm like holy shit, this is crazy as fuck. Like while I'm, like filling in, he he's laughing because he knows I'm scared, and like but then like it just made sense after that, like it just okay, yeah, you can do this. And then, like, after that, it was just a common thing. Oh, just do a daytime. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, crazy. R.I.P. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> man. I mean, yeah. like, uh, in his, in his, uh, in that video, he's, like, doing it all daytime. I think he's the only one, right, who, in that little series, did it daytime. I showed his face, too. Showed his face. Yeah, he talked just about how, like, 30-something arrests, but then no convictions because uh, it costs this much to to do this to bring take it to, it to court, court. Yeah, so then yeah, if you just yeah. do this then nothing happens yep. and it's like uh, it's like kind of very consistent with what you're saying about like knowing the laws knowing the street knowing that mm -hmm. store knowing yep. where the guy is going to turn yep. and um, I think that's something important like uh, for like that uh, idea of like the savvy graph writer you know what I mean um, just to like know your surroundings yep. that's, a, that's a huge part, part of it is a uh, really being uh, aware of your surroundings but more so than just awareness but like knowing like history and knowing like where you stand and like what you should and shouldn't be doing and yep. when you should and shouldn't be doing it and I feel like now as graffiti becomes more common yo I know like all the skateboarders in the LES uh, and like all of them pretty much paint something now. Or, yeah, try, yeah. Try, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe, not, maybe not necessarily seriously, but in their mind, like, it's, like, serious. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. In their mind, like, they want to get it as quick ups as possible, and they know that now with, like, the, with, like, graph being, like, a ginormous thing on Instagram, they can literally do it. Just yeah. With, like, this right person, and then, uh, boom, everyone everywhere knows who you are. And it's, yeah. like, uh, I don't care, man. It definitely does take away the, the, the purity of it because, yeah. uh, um, you know, before, you know, you're talking about taking photos and that's something that I wanted to touch on. Uh, we went to Dax's crib in Atlanta and he has mad photos, uh, Kettle 5 MH, mad photos, uh, Nove, mad photos, 
Lions has his has his fair share of photos. Uh, you'll get like all all of these people, and uh, Dax talks about how it's like uh, something that was a part, just like how you boosted your shit and then you you soaked your caps in this and then you got them from here. You also documented it because no one would, uh, no one would if the writers didn't. Yep. Of course, like there was like the Martha Coopers and like, but like for the most part, like uh, the the what what you wanted to see and your stuff and you and your boys is uh memories bro like yeah, yeah. some of the greatest times of your life that in that moment they seem like nothing maybe not nothing but they seem like nothing but in like even fucking 10 years so much has changed so many people like you don't know where no teeth is at you don't know where womp is at may they might they're probably still around but like these photos become straight up gold you're like yo that night yeah. uh we did this like these are straight up like my brothers at one point yeah. and uh we're losing that because of straight up, I don't care, like, because of digital. Yep. Like, uh, we have the photos, and they straight up either get deleted or lost when our phone gets smashed. Uh, and there's something about having it physically. You know, like, I, I would like to see a resurgence in that. And you know what's cool is a lot of writers do do that. Like, even though it is, like, a trend to have, like, your little point and shoot yep. and, like, do your little thing. It's still, you know, at least they're doing it because yeah. uh, this is getting lost and it's getting washed away. And any media that isn't just straight on this thing, which, dude, the internet could explode tomorrow. Yep. Most likely won't. But, like, what is it? It's in the air. Yep. Whereas, like, these photos and, like, dude, we were at, at like, no studio the other day. And I was looking at some of these photos and I'm like, yo, I have to start shooting, like, my friends do, do stuff that, like, I, I know in the future will be like these photos like something yeah. that he looks at and like yeah dude in the moment I didn't even care that dude's dead now yeah. and like that was like my brother or yeah. like look at me look how in shape I was like yeah. oh this night I did this like he was showing us some bugged out shit and in the moment like he didn't even think twice when he was yeah. taking him he's like yeah the boom th the thing is with those photos is that like I feel like they're just being not in a way wasted but like they're just like sitting in his crib like no one's seeing them I feel like yep. these things should be celebrated you know like yep. they, they have so much quality and like value to them yep. it's amazing cause like I think about like my phone for example I have like in my photo album like thousands of like images and videos whatever and like most of it is like bullshit that I, I wouldn't hesitate to delete but within those little things are like amazing memories that like sometimes I look back on but like I wish I had like physical copy of these things you know yeah um well with the 30 with the point and shoot camera it, it to me it wasn't like how it is like to have one now to me it was like well he he put the money and time to develop all the these photos and had all these boxes of it and i was like well i have this phone but like that kind of like anyone could do it so it cheapened it just like where if you were going to make a skate video the one dude has to have the camera yeah. to make, and like no one else could afford it or afford the lens. So that's how you make get the video. But now anyone can do anything. They can film, make a little video, graffiti video, make a little collage. They can do anything they want. But to me, it was like if I was going to spend the money to process all the film, I had to print it. I had there was not there was nothing there was no way other way to do it. I had to print it to make something rather than just post it. So that was kind of the thing with that. That was like the motivation where it's like, if I'm going to take these photos, they have to go into something and it has to come out. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where all those, there's no pot of gold at the end of the graffiti rainbow. So it's like, they can all like fucking fuck off and do their little streaks and shit, whatever. But there's, you know, you know, real writers like, you know, <laughs> Zexers sit at my house and talk about Harbor Blue for three hours. 
only someone obsessed with graffiti is going to do that. And that's the beauty of it, right? Not saying people will become that, but it's like, Mm -hmm. this isn't a trend for some people, right? Like, it's not. Like, people live this shit day in, day out. And, um, yeah, I think the the photos help with that, too. I try to... I try to document people who kind of felt that way about it as well. Like, it wasn't just, like, this thing, but, you know, things change. Mm-hmm. Some people fade away and some people stick around, but... Also, something I think about, like, with, in terms of longevity with graffiti is, like, um, style and, like, tags. Like, me growing up in South Brooklyn, I feel like the people I talk to, they made it seem, and that's the way it was, because that's how long it took for me, in a way. Like, it took, like, it would take, like, three to five years just to develop a solid hand style you know what i yeah. mean to like truly be like yo this is how it is and this is who i am and like constant progression you get what i'm saying yep. like it's i think um it needs to be practiced a lot more before getting put on the streets you know what i mean yep. like bro like when i was young i would just like i would like squeeze into little like construction lots like in the middle of nowhere to like try to do something on like a piece of wood now kids are hitting like high spots it's like their first spot <laughs> yeah it's like it's crazy the you know the yeah yeah or it's like or you gotta or you know be bad forever some people are bad forever that's fine but it's forever it's not like one year you how many people you see come and go in one year like through all these all this shit so it's like yeah just be bad for the rest of your life that's dope too that's a part of graffiti that mm-hmm. we need right like they're like yeah, that sucks, but that thing is fucking everywhere. 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 And damn, yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah. that's it. Like, what yeah, What are you like supposed to do? Like, yeah. and then, you you know, they got some weird shit going on with them, and that's the reason they do it, and I fuck yeah. with that. Like, I fuck with all yeah. the outsider code mm-hmm. type of shit. Like, you know, like, South Brooklyn's a crazy place. There are, like, a lot of... A lot of strange people down there, especially fucking writers. Yeah. And uh, fucking, you know, but they've been around forever. That's Definitely. an area where a lot of people have been yeah. around forever, you it's... know? So, shout out, Map. <laughs> shout out, Map. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, um, speaking about, like, coming and going one year in, one year out, and, like, people who leave quickly, uh, what has been your deal with uh, your runners with Vandal Squad and, and all of that stuff? Yeah, I don't know, fucking, um, just had an instance with them, and, um, those dudes, it's just, it's a different, it's a different, I don't know, like, it's a sign of the times, I don't know what's going on, like, I, I don't, I don't know, like, a lot of people, I don't know, there was only one time where it was actually kind of fucked, but it was for freights, and, like, this G.I. Joe motherfucker from Queens, he just, like, he wasn't having it. And he apparently is, like, transit. I don't know his name. I asked if he was still working for them, and he was, like, they were, like, yeah. And I'm, like, fuck, I hope that dude doesn't show up. And they're, like, yeah, neither. we hope he doesn't show up either. Like, that. I don't think even – I don't even think they like him. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some, some of those guys are gung-ho. But, like, yo, honestly, that's probably a fun job. <laughs> like, like, you know, like – I hate a. I hate the word a cab. Hmm. I hate all that shit. I hate fuck the police. I hate, dude. Like they're just. If you own a building and someone paints your gate, you're gonna be tight. Like yeah, if you own a if you building, like if you don't know about graphic, why would you be happy about like, that? Like why would I? Like wow. Yeah. And then someone comes and hits it the next day, and the next day after that, and you're gonna be fucking tight. You're gonna yeah. be pissed. If I had, if I owned anything and any. I hate. I even hate when people come to my crib and they write on the cardboard boxes that I have my paint in. I'm like, yo, why are you gonna vandalize my own shit? Yeah. Like, or like, you know, leave shit in my car. I hate all that shit. Like, 
even when you own a car and people put bumper stickers on the car, it's like, why, you, why do you put stickers on your own shit? Like, mm-hmm. that's a car. Mm-hmm. It costs thousands and thousands of dollars. But it's like, yo, I, I think there's like a, I think there's a corny thing in graffiti where it's like, the f- and especially now with everything that's going on, yeah. all the police shit, it's like, nah, it's like, it'd actually be kind of fun to just drive around and look for fucking retards all day doing stupid shit. But then you have everyone bitch at you about it. It's like, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> fucking, it's like, Vandal Squad, like, it's not even a serious, you know, you're not going to do time. Fucking, what? Some people have been arrested, like, 75, 80 times. Like, almost like, no writers have done time. <laughs> there have been some, but, like, almost none. Compared to how many there are and how many get caught, like, your chance of doing time are infinitesimally small. Dude, it's like, it's, and, uh, yeah, unless you're doing, like, transit or you're, or you're painting bumblefuck somewhere, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, but here it's like, unless they change the law, I mean, dude, it's it's fun for them too. It it has to be fun for them. Like, these guys are idiots. Like, and so are we. So it's like, fucking, okay, it's got to be fun as hell. Like, yeah. just catching some dumbass. Like, you know, like, uh, what? A, we just caught this guy doing this. What a dumb idiot. It's like, yeah, that's that's hilarious. They probably joke about it after work, and I'd imagine. I hope they do. So yeah, you know. So you you haven't had any like serious repercussions for uh, for graph. Nah, nah, not at all. Just, like, a bunch, a bunch, and bunch of arrests, but that's it. Uh, I think it's, like, 17, 18, 19, 20, yeah, at this point. But it's, like... We're all all in New York? Yeah, it's all stupid, so it's just all dumb. Mm -hmm. You don't get worried worried when you go out that, like... uh, If if they bag you because you've had all these arrests, like, something will come of it, or... No, this because it's like the it's like always past that uh, that marker where it's mm-hmm. like they give you the six months to yeah. you know chill or whatever. If that thing goes away, a lot of everyone's fucked. So yeah, you know I don't know. I'm there was I remember the first time it was like 2011. The courts were so backed up, and I remember being in there and the judge being like another one of these fucking things, and it was a graffiti case, mm-hmm. and it was just like what the fuck, like why you know and the. It's like it just backs up court, and uh, so do a bunch of other things, like all the weed shit. Thank you know, thank God. So going, yeah, going through is smooth now. It's like not that bad, but yeah. What was the deal with you uh, moving to New York? Uh, when did you initially come here, and like, what was your initial living situation like? It was always gonna happen. Um, there was like no other place I ever thought of. I don't even, I don't even care about going overseas. I don't care about any of that shit new york was always going to be the place um it was basically started because of bmx watching footage and like the way it looked on film and i was like i i want to go there and i want to ride and i want to film like that and then the graffiti followed up with that um at the same time and then so did the music as well everything just made sense like i'm just and i was really into like streetwear and stuff at that time so i was like everything's there and then like i went to school for graphic design all the jobs are there and there was just no question. It was like, as soon as I graduated, it was like, that's where I'm going to go. And then I came. And, yeah, the rest is history. So You never thought about moving out or nothing? Out of here? Yeah. Hell no. Never. Never going Never going back. Never going forward. Just, it's just going to be, I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't even like the thought of going overseas to, like, do anything. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I think, like, America's sick. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the fact that all these guys are doing, like, the 50 states thing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like... It's just like the the most random cast of people doing it, but it's mm-hmm. like 
that's kind of sick because like dude there's a lot of sea in the country and there's a lot of fucking shit to paint and i think a lot of the states are cool for different reasons and new york's not the only one everything in the middle is cool and yeah it's all it's all fucking nuts everywhere you go do you believe in that statement where people say like oh if you can paint new york you can paint anywhere nah I don't no. believe in that either. I, I've heard that so you, many times. If, if you can't paint somewhere else, you can paint here. Yeah, that's how <laughs> like, I feel. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is the easiest place to paint. Everywhere else is like, well, A, why do it? Or you're just going to get, like, you could, you know, most most cities, you could just king it in, like, 15 fills, 20 fills. And so, so like, at night, you might be one of the only people walking around. Yep. And there's actually going to be mad boys staring at you. Yeah, or or someone calling the police yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. there's no there's no hole in the ground that you can just escape on a cylinder yep. to, like, somewhere mad far away. Some alley, some whatever. Yeah. Taxi, Uber, like whatever. Like, you get chased in another, in another city that doesn't have, like, a rapid subway system or even one that you could just run into the tunnel. Yeah. You're kind of boned, man. Like, yeah, you're, you're yeah. going to have to do some really next stuff to, to get away. You're going to have to hide. You're going to have to jump in a dumpster. You're going to have to pray they don't call back up. Yep. Here, it's like... Dude, I'll just run into the subway. I'm. I'll just paint a spot that's right next to this hole, yep. and then I'll be good money. <laughs> and not only that, but like even if I'm not, then like I get us. I get nothing happens to me. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. That's like. Speaking of the Fifty State store, that's what. That's what comes to mind when I picture these like New York writers just show up into like a little town in like in the middle of nowhere. And, like no disrespect to like Kentucky, but like yeah. you know places like that. It's like. They just show up with like a New York mentality, and there's like nothing but cows, and they're like, "Yo, all right, I'm gonna hit this state, but like, what do I even write on?" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Catch a market tag, and all right, I'm done with this state. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's not really, there's not even shit to hit in some places, but mm. people make it work, I guess. Yeah, no. I feel like there's pro- there's like progressively less stuff to hit out here too, as as a uh, you know different buildings pop up with like certain uh, fronts that like wouldn't really make sense to hit, yeah. or they're like leveled, so it's like, oh, I, I can't. Uh, like rock a filling on that or anything like that and part of me thinks that uh i know this is like might sound crazy but part of me thinks that like the day will come when uh like at least the les is cooked like there's no more graph there the reason i think that is just because like uh when i went to sf uh not that long ago and you know you've hear i've heard so many things about sf graph and the history and all the people and like I linked up with a writer out there uh, who really knows his shit. And we went to, like, all of, like, he brought us to all of the, like, and everything was buffed, like, clean. And uh, even places like, like the Mission were pretty buffed. And, like, I was like, dude, how did this happen? Uh, and it happened because even if you look at, even if you look at, like, areas in New York, you know what gates get buffed the next day, and you'll just be like, there's no point. Yeah. So if that gate becomes two and those two become four and those four yeah. become 16 uh before you know it like whole blocks can be like n- like no goes anymore and you get just shifted to whole another area and like yeah. not only that but like the changing of like the the architecture which does have a huge part to do with it you change up the architecture and like the buildings aren't ones that like make sense to hit yeah then what are you supposed to do yeah you know what i mean and like uh, it's not like I think like New York will ever get to the point where it's like graffiti free. I'm sure it will one day. Like as years and years and years go on, and if we're all not dead by then, like humanity as a whole. But I'm saying like I don't think that like it's as far removed as people think it is. Like oh that could never happen. It's a million years from now or like 
I think that it could happen. If they wanted to, if that was like their sole mission, which obviously it's not going to be, but if it was, it's cl- it's clipped. Yeah. You know, they did it for the trains and like, yeah, arguably the trains are harder than, I mean, easier to ha- do that too than like the streets, but like it's still fully possible, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Or people would just find a different place to do it. Some place overlooked like Cleveland or St. Mm-hmm. Louis or, you know, Detroit was an example of that or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I think Cleveland's like the new hot spot, so. For real? Yeah, a lot of people have been going there. So oh, word. A lot of people have been coming through. And it's it's like uh, the east side of Cleveland's terrible. Like, you don't hear a lot of shit about this, but it's fucking huge and it's terrible and it's all brick. And you're... There's not a lot of police, and it's you're gonna have a harder time with the people living there than you are with actual police. And it just the east side start the it starts getting bad at 55th, and it goes all the way to like almost 230. So that's a that's a lot of blocks. The there's a lot of abandoned, vacant bullshit on. So and that's just the one side. So yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff to paint there. Do you and, feel like you have a like Cleveland and influenced you at all in your life or not much no it was just like uh the the venues were on the east side and the way we took to go to shows had to pass through like all the main routes and it would always see stuff so yeah that was about it i mean i would always see graffiti like oh it looks cool that style like the big block letters and stuff that was readable when people did like spell outs and shit i was like that stuff looks cool but um it did i didn't think anything twice about it actually like at all like it just like oh you can like you can like read what it says like mm-hmm. you know the name sim over and over and so over sim, sims is up in cleveland he was he's king dude are you serious yeah i thought from, he was from massachusetts he came there after and killed it there yeah but he had cleveland like he still has spots that are like uh still living pretty big shit he has some stuff in massachusetts still living too like a uh, hangover rollers yeah i know like the there's one, one in cambridge yeah i know the that's one straight up about. king like it's so well done yeah. that it makes no sense and then he has this one where uh it's like a walkover bridge but not a walkover bridge like you could walk over but you're not supposed to and like he did a roller as like perfect as you could possibly yeah one. um yeah do you, do you know anything about that guy nope straight edge really He's yeah. like into the hardcore scene and stuff. Hell yeah! Oh, dope! Yeah, I have okay. I have literally no idea anything whatsoever besides yeah. that he's straight edge and that he's painted in Cleveland and yeah and Boston. Yeah, yeah. He's a teacher. Really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like one of those things, you know. Like he's just like kind of uh, he did what he needed to do, and then you know it I, almost makes it sicker for me that like he doesn't paint anymore. Yeah. Just because I'm like yo, that's like stamped in time forever. Like it's almost yeah. like a. Like uh, in boxing, if like the champion stays for way too long and then just, just gets his ass whooped, uh, it's like he's did the best stuff in the best places, and now that's that, and yep. you know you're never gonna see it ever again. I think New York and like Philly and like that or like L.A. or whatever is like the only places where it's probably motivate you to mm. be 50 or 60 years old and still paint because it's like you can't escape. Like a, you, you know, new something new on your way to work pops up, and you're like fuck. I always wanted to fucking do that gate. Why didn't the fuck thing? You're just like, now you keep an eye on it, gets buffed, and you got to go do it. So it's like, I think it's the only it motivates you to keep going. Like you just can't escape. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, that dude got it. Mm-hmm. Fuck, like now I got to go do it. So, but like you're from like 
Mass and Cleveland. Yeah. Like, there's not really comp, so. No, there's not. You know, <laughs> it's just like you do, just do what you do. Do and you then, still get hyped and ins- and inspired to paint? Or yeah, yeah, every day. Do you ever you ever you've never felt like yo I'm kind of over this kind of like how Beats was like I'm done man like it's just it's clipped. Nah, because like I I feel like this with everything and like if you spend a certain amount of time on something then what's the point of quitting like why why would you just quit like I don't know I mean it, we you do it three or four times a week sometimes five sometimes seven days a week. What the fuck? Why would you just? I don't know. Like you burn yourself out, but like, even getting older to me, it seems more important than it ever has been. Like especially like all the youth type of stuff, like hardcore, BMX, graffiti. It seems more important now than it ever has been because now I'm watching all my friends get older, and I'm watching them get married, and I'm watching them have kids, and I was like, well, this is why we're all friends. We're still friends because even though that stuff exists and it's changing. But to me, it's like, I just want to keep going. So it's more important now to get it all in while I can with the people that I want to get it in with until, like, you got to figure out who else you can do it with, you know? Yo, straight up, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm 25 and I look like I'm fucking 15. But, like, I, I just from, like, observing and seeing, like, uh, people grow older and seeing uh, lives completely change. And there's nothing wrong with lives changing, you know, like... Sometimes it changes for the better, for the worse, and it's all relative to the person's opinion. But um, I do really love the thought of, like, someone, not necessarily graffiti, but, like, someone who's into, like, kind of, like, this esoteric shit. And it keeps them alive, and it keeps them always creative and always, like, seeking for more. And it just keeps them alive. You know what I mean? Because what is life if, like, you're just, like, satisfied with, like, yeah, this is my life now. I literally do this from, like, this time to this time. Then I go home and watch this. I go to sleep, and I continue this process until I borderline can't walk anymore. Whereas, like, this thing always, like, keeps you going, like... uh, Like I said, not even just graph, but, like, you know, like, older dudes in in bands or, like... uh, or, like, you know, Joe Hardcore's an older dude, and, like, he just recently started, not recently, but, like, a few years ago, so recently, started training uh, jiu-jitsu, and, like, now he's super into it, he's, like, competed, we've talked about it for, like, 40 minutes, um, he books his hard, he has shit going on, he has a podcast, Yeah. he's, like, uh, traveling, going to other shows, he truthfully enjoys pain, yeah. Yeah. with, like, passion, <laughs> yeah. and he has moves, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, like, he can yeah, move, yeah, and, yeah. like, and, like, uh, it's like you look at pe- other people his age and it's like, bro, I don't know, man. I-, I think this dude's living a little bit better. I think he's living more, like, fun. Well, yeah, it's like, dude, just like you just said, the dude still books all the stuff. He still pits. He's still doing all this other stuff. And then there's there's a- other people. Like, I've run into other people who I'd be working at an agency and they love hardcore. Like, they love it to death. But just because they have a kid, they can't make it to one show yeah. a fucking year. Sucks. You can't. You love graffiti to death, but you can't go paint one, just a wall, just a wall or just a fucking train once a year, but you love it and you think about it all the time. It's like, I don't fucking know. Like, there's some things you physically can't do. Like, you can't skate forever. You can't ride BMX forever. That, those Mm -hmm. days, when that's gone, that's going to fucking suck, you know? But like, yeah, you can go to a hardcore show for the rest of your life. Yeah. As much as, like, you think, like... You can check out the new music for the yeah, rest of your you life. you can check out... You right, can play your own music. You can play. You can, you can continue to support. You can you make can, art. Yeah, you can do it. You can do all that shit. Yeah. Um, and that shit keeps your mind open, too, to just other possibilities. Like, um, there's, that, there's that thought that it's, like, yeah, it's some little kid stuff. It's some little kid stuff. But, like, 
you keep thinking that way and, bef- and when you'll be older like you're gonna be that born ass old dude who like isn't down to do anything because yeah. everyone says that's little kid stuff I don't know but it's like you know it's a common thought but it's like but who said like that's like yeah. why because you say it now it's official like I, I think about that all the time actually where it's like oh someone says like you know you're still doing that you're still riding the bike you're still mm-hmm. you're still painting you're still fucking yeah but like are you are you normal or am I normal? Yeah. Am I crazy or are you crazy? Like all my fr- all my friends are younger too. Like in the 20, 25, you know, they're younger. Like, you know, someone who's 35 shouldn't be hanging out with a 20-year-old writing graffiti. That's, that's what people say. Yeah. But I don't look at it that way. Like that, that's just a homie. He fucking mm-hmm. paints. Like whatever. Fucking, I don't know. So, yeah, that is a good point because it's like – That'll drive me insane for a little bit, but then I just, like, won't care because it's, like, yeah. dude, I, this stuff has brought me so far in, like, certain aspects of my yeah. life that I could never betray it at all. Yeah. As much as, like, I hate people who do graffiti sometimes and I hate the act of it or I hate how unhealthy it is or I hate being arrested or I hate the late nights or all that shit and you want to give up, it's, like, you can't turn your back on something that has, like opened your eyes to so many fucking things. And that goes with hardcore too, or like being strange. Like, man, like it, people will be like, oh, you know, it's just like, oh, the new, all the new bands suck. And it's like, no, it's just, it's the same shit over and over, but it's just hardcore. You like hardcore for hardcore. Like mm-hmm. every show, it's like, if you go to a hundred shows on a day in a row, you tour all year round. Yeah, I guess it gets a little fucking You're stale. Burn yourself out. Burn right? yourself out. Take a little break, come back. But you can never forget what it is has given you like as bad as things is like i wouldn't have it any other way sometimes like mm-hmm. i should have done more honestly i should have gotten more trouble done more crazy shit <laughs> i wish i wasn't afraid of heights but yeah fucking i, I wish i would have done like near death shit and almost fucking died so it's like yeah um i hate when people get jaded on that shit because it's really easy to do it it's easy to forget it's you easy know, to forget i, I, I do the same jaded. thing man i do i like I'll be like, yo, this stuff is stupid. Like, I'm about to just never do this ever again. Or, like, I'm about to just, like, you know, all these people are, like, you know, it's easy to start hating and see only the negative yep. and just forget about, like, all the truly, like you said, like, beautiful shit that is... For me, I, I feel like um, just, like, all these things that I've been into since I was uh, super, super young have uh, honestly opened my mind more than, like, anything else could. Hell, yeah. Because it's, like... For example, if I study in like a school, uh, which I also have done, uh, that opens my mind in one way, but like that's in a way that like is very common. You know what I'm saying? But like once you open your like eyes to the possibilities of like all these other things are possible, you realize like not only that, but like you you, you kind of realize like who is anyone to say like anything about anything? Like how can this person tell me like this is right? Or like I kind of think like... Like, for example, uh, it's just, like, dumb shit, but, like, to me, it's not. Like, people might be like, oh, if you're, like, uh, like 47 and, like, doing this, like, you're whack. Like, you're, uh, you're like, a little kid. Yeah. But, like, I kind of really, really think that, like, 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 the way Charlie lives his life is the shit. Yeah. And I think that, like, the way he talks is so sick. And I think the way he thinks is sick and, like... I really enjoy being around that dude and like he's just like mad cool right and then like but then you look at other people his age and it's like yo you're literally like I can't relate to you and you're like you're like boring you're like boring and like also very judgmental like I know I can tell 
this dude like anything and he'd be like yeah like go for it or like yeah like this and that or like yeah you tell the other type of uh like uh older generation something and if it's not like yeah i want to do this one specific thing they'll be like yo that's cut like you're not doing that yeah like that's and not only that but it's like an impossibility and i don't like that closed-minded shit because like that's what it is it's closed-minded shit and it just like will literally ruin your life yeah it's, it's pretty funny i noticed that at work because like i'm a plumber mm. and i usually work with like older men you know like like 40 to 50 year old men and um it's like uh they'll be like what are you doing after work whatever like what, what are your plans i'm like oh like i have an episode i have, I have a guest with a you know I'm, i do this podcast yeah and they're like uh, oh that's cool like what, what's that about and I'm like, um, they're like, what do you uh, talk about? Whatever. I'm like, oh, like different subcultures, like graffiti, skateboard. Like, oh, like really? Like uh, graffiti? Like, I don't know. It's not like some little kid shit, or like they'll just like be mad judgmental yeah. right off the bat yeah. without even like thinking about like yeah. what they're even saying, you know? And, <laughs> and they're like, who's his guest? And I'm like, oh, he's like, uh, he's like a forty year old dude. And like, yeah, he's like graffiti, like forty year old dude. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. is he doing? Like, his life is like. Like, who are these bums, you know, in a way? <laughs> but, like, his life has more, like, I don't even know the words, but, like, it's, like, for example, Charlie, like, he, so much more, like, value and, like, life, I would say, like, feeling alive than, like, you know, than, like, for example, like. Someone who does the, their plumbing job and goes home and drinks a beer while watching their their show. Yeah. You know yeah. like, or they think that, you know, people are bums, but, like, you know, some of these people are millionaires. <laughs> like, to, so, yeah, like, some people have bread that are just doing graffiti. Yeah, like, you know, it's fucking, some people are well off. Like, they're good. Some like, people they got, came from graph, like, real graph, like KR. Yeah. And look. Yeah, fucking. Bugged out. Yo. Yeah. I'm, and nothing, I love those people. Yeah. Because they did something that's, like, wasn't supposed to be done. Yeah. it's it's uh, That's, like, the craziest thing to me. And, like, uh. But speaking about that, you know, it's funny, like, I was at the dentist in Manhattan, and it was, like, it was, like, some, like, bougie-ass dental clinic, and, like, the lady is, like, she's probably, like, 32 or something, like, she's pretty young, and she's, like, working on my teeth, whatever, and then she's, like, yeah, so what do you do, or whatever, and I'm, like, uh, fuck, man, you know what I mean, I don't even want to, like, talk yeah. right now about anything, and then I'm, like, I, I do, like, this podcast thing, and then she's, like, oh, cool, like, uh, w- what is it on, and I'm, like, I don't know, like, it's, you know, I don't, like, want to, like, talk about nothing. And then um, she ends up, like, pulling it up and, like, lurking on the gram. And I'm sitting there, like, you know what I mean? Like, what is... Because this is, like, so far removed from anything that she's probably ever seen or, like, even thought of. Yeah. Ever. Like, I think the first video at the time was just someone, like, you know, like, doing a fill-in, like, broad day or something. Yeah, yeah, that, Like, yeah. she's going to be like, who filmed this? Like, did you film this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were you standing there as he did this? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, what did you even talk to this guy about? Yeah. And I uh, and like trying to explain it to these people, it's crazy because, <laughs> while like in th- on paper like they're uh, like the intelligent like uh, the intelligent ones, I'm not saying like they don't have their form of intelligence, but I feel like I have to explain something to someone who would never be able to wrap their mind around it. Yep. And what does that sound like? It sounds like the the stupid one yep. almost. Cause like you, I, I can, ex, I can explain it. You would never be able to understand. That's like a form of stupidity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I, I remember thinking that I'm like, yo, there's literally nothing I could do, um, to explain like anything to this person. Cause they're set like super cemented in their way. And like, this is just the way it is. And you know what it is? Like, I'm not even mad at that. Uh, 
Because that's what, like, makes a lot of this shit, like, cool and, and, like, beautiful is, like, the fact that it is not for everyone to yeah. understand. If it was for everyone to understand, it would just be, like, whatever. It would just be stuff. whatever, yeah. We can't, we, we as, like, all this shit that we do and talk about, we can't even hate on, like, all those other people for not understanding. It's just not what they do. Like, yeah. the deli guy doesn't know shit about fucking graffiti or whatever, but that dude's funny as hell. Or, like, fucking <laughs> some... Dude working at Chipotle is like, you know, he's fun. He, you know, like there's a place for everyone, no yeah. matter who you meet. Like no one, I don't expect people to understand because sometimes I don't even understand why. But, you know, like, fuck, you, you just spent 12 hours driving around all day looking for spots. Then you went and painted them at night. It's like well, we could have done so much more with our lives. <laughs> like, like graffiti writers could have cured cancer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we chose to just like sit around and talk about how apple red works better in the tunnels than like you know fucking jade green like we sit around and talk about stupid shit but it's like you wouldn't expect like all these people to understand like you know fucking and it's cool when they it's cool when they don't and and also you never even know like if, if i were you guys i'd be like hell yeah i do this podcast and mm-hmm. hell yeah i always tell people i fucking do all that shit because mm-hmm. like you never know oh my son used to Mm-hmm. He, he he's got a friend it's like you never know who knows yeah, who yeah, especially yeah. Out, here. out here i think it's cool to say that you do that and now you know everything's popular now so it's like everyone kind of understands i guess but it's like who knows i mean fucking yeah if i were you guys i would tell people you do it but it was something i was gonna say is uh like about being burned out i'm sure like i'm sure sometimes maybe you guys look back you're gonna look back on this and be like damn these fucking interviews sucked. They're like doing <laughs> yeah, this shit sucked. They're like yeah. organizing this shit sucked. But like, even though like it sucks, then it's I think it's still worth pursuing. Like you know, it's this isn't taking much time out of our day. So it's just like you know, it's an hour of our time. And For me, it's it's really worth doing. Cause yeah. Like if, if I when I was uh, coming up more and I used to lurk online yeah. and lurk on interviews and read every magazine and if I if there was something like this when I and yeah. I could have heard like you talk yeah. or I could have heard like Nov go into detail about LSD yeah. or if I could have heard like Charlie talking about like like getting down with G-Stone Crips dude I would have never left my crib yeah, yeah. Not, not like literally but I would have just been straight up listening and, and memorizing sentences yeah, and been yeah. like I'm gonna do the exact same thing yeah. or like you know what I mean like yeah. I would have just been super influenced and it would have had a I believe a, a positive impact in my life it would have gave me like a more, more life and like put yeah. ideas in my head uh, especially a lot with a lot of like the older cats cause like uh, they're past a lot of the like I'll stab you in the face phase now. Yeah, So yeah. they can put on the younger generation to be like, you know, like I literally did this to the highest degree and I would av- advise you to like maybe think twice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But even though like, you know, there's still something to be said about like PJ and Cap and like the way they acted mm. then. Yeah. Like it's just still hilarious. <laughs> like it's still funny. All those interviews are funny. Yeah. And there's still kind of like, there's still kind of like something to like, romanticize about like being the you know like they're villains like you know like i think there's something cool about that and i'm glad they did what they did i wish they still did and i think like they've like you know like you said they inspired people around the world to be like like kind of like them like there's there literally is beef crews like they just beef and rag that's a form of graffiti that i kind of fuck with but it's, it's like but then they came out later on and they were like yo fucking those were huge mistakes 
I don't I don't really look at it like a that was that that's the best sec, that's the best section in Style Wars in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's like dude it, it, <laughs> it like personifies like uh it personifies like that like the style of graph like uh the real fuck you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're like you go over me, I'm going over you for life. Yeah. And just like you hear these things and it's like they're they're literally like sentences that are iconic. You yeah. can never forget them oh, once you've heard dude. them. Yeah, and I don't think like anyone, like you were saying, like like you would you've memorized like every sentence and all these magazine stuff and like I've read interviews and all that and same with me and especially like the first bands you've heard you can never forget some of those songs or chords or lyrics, but it it sucks because uh, I think that like there's not a lot of room to like make stuff like that anymore like because we can't say everything we want to say on air here right like fucking. If if a lot of people could, then a lot of people would be in trouble too. So it's like, it kind of sucks sometimes. But like in older interviews, like you know, like Star Wars, like fucking, they kind of said what they needed to yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like I don't know. Yeah, bro, uh, dude, thank you so much for uh, coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing time. Yeah, bro. yeah, awesome, cool, thanks. Sick. Thank you, man. <laughs> Peace. Yeah.